Hey guys, welcome to the Kingdom Bringer podcast. So good to be back with you. This is episode number 19. That is one shy of 20. Ooh. In case you guys were curious, it's exactly four more than 15. And I could keep going like this for a very long time. Today, it is just me because Scott Tilly's on a tractor and he didn't think that he'd be able to make it to Dodge. And he was correct. He did not make it. So he's on a tractor, but I was able to pull somebody off of a tractor. Jason Getz is in the house. He's in the seat, and he'll be joining us shortly. I wanted to remind you guys, if you're listening to this, go on to iTunes and rate and review the podcast. Give us five stars because you like it that much. Give us a good, solid review. Build our confidence. Go on to our other places of social media. Go on to YouTube and subscribe to that channel. Uh, go on Spotify. If you guys listen to Spotify, you can have your music and your podcasts in one location. So go follow us on Spotify and then share these episodes with your friends. Get these out there. Uh, we're excited for the platform that we have and we're thankful for it. So we expect um, if you guys are into this, if you guys like what we're doing, that you're going to share this with your friends. So please go do so. And like always, we want to invite questions and comments uh, you can email us at the kingdom bringers at gmail.com and we'd love to answer those questions for you in fact i'm going to say it next week this is what is the date today october 1st by october 7th i need you guys to email us questions because we want to have a q a next week me and scott want to be able to answer your questions on the show next week. So send us your questions, anything, spiritual, personal. Um, Scott likes to talk about protein shakes hmm. and weightlifting. Wow. So if you have any questions about body sculpting, he would love to answer those questions. Email us at thekingdombringers at gmail.com. Mr. Jason Getz, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, brother. It's glad, just glad to be here. It's, it's good. Welcome to KB Studios. KB Studios is, uh, I've been down here before and it's uh, growing in its artistic appeal. I yes. We've got, uh, I've got pictures from my girls somewhere they've drawn. I've got rules for our school. Yes. I've those got, are good uh, rules. Everybody should obey those rules. We're actually down in, uh, I call it KB Studios. My wife calls it Freedom Academy. <laughs> we homeschool our children. <laughs> and so we, uh, she gave me a table. And so I have my own space. He literally has one table. I have in a, a table, very large room. I have a table, a couple <laughs> microphones, and a poster. I've got I've got my uh, man caveish kind of stuff yes, for sure. He definitely does. But I don't get to use it. Okay. It's just down here for looks. There's an exercise thing behind you that is accumulating dust. Um, You're looking trim though, man. Why did you You're look right at my gut when I said that, <laughs> dude? <laughs> I said, I there's did, a piece did. of exercise equipment, <laughs> and your eyeballs went right down to my belly. I'm glad you noticed it because it was funny. I did. That is so good. If I had eyes that could look at my belly, I would have done the exact same thing. Oh, you don't work out? That oh. is so funny. You're like, exercise? Are you kidding? Oh, I do see it over there. That's oh, funny. That was good. Sorry. That's good stuff. Oh, man. So how's it going, man? We've, uh, we've been doing this... Uh, Jesus is serious. We kind of talk about it every week. Mm -hmm. um, you just preached 
say the right word? Preached? You just preached at Will Rhodes on Jesus is the Apostle. Mm. How are you feeling things are going so far with this thing? We're about three or four weeks in, I believe. I love it, and I, I guess I, the, the thing that I feel is, man, when I like it when we're in the room together. You know, just uh, and that's that's just a friendship thing. But it's I think there's also kind of a um, just some neat stuff that the Lord does when you're you're walking in unison with people, and then you get in the same room and you're you're praising Him and you're you're you're, you're praying, you're preaching, and so you know it's been awesome. I loved kind of what God brought out this last week. I hadn't I hadn't uh, put some of those pieces together that I talked about in that message um, until recently. Yeah. Just, I think I'd been practicing some of them, but as far as being able to articulate Jesus' apostolic ministry was to set in motion a movement of basically John 13, 34. That's the one new rule that he gave. Like, if y'all are going to follow me, I got one rule. This is what you're going to do. You're going to love one another as I've loved you. By this, people will know that you're my followers. That's it. And then the apostles went out, and they started like taking that one truth, that one rule, and applying it to marriage, applying it to parenting, applying it to all kinds of different situations, and they just expanded that whole one another love from Jesus commission of them and that apostolic like hey I'm starting this it's all got to agree with this or you're not with me yeah. or it's not of me yeah. and so that was a that was a kind of a cool revelation for me cuz I had never like put it like into that he was the founder and commissioner of this and if it didn't agree with that it wasn't with him anymore and I don't know just well, kind of that's any good brand right Apple yeah. Apple puts out things that have to go in line with what Steve Jobs said Apple was going to be or it's not going to go out as a right. product. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I don't know what have you, what did you think of it? I, you know, feedback and It was good, man. I, I was actually out of town this week. Uh I did get to check it out. I thought you did a solid job of of explaining that for sure. I've heard a lot of responses from people actually that um were talking about getting jacked up. Mm. Yeah, so they took I your, used a jack. They, they took your phrasing. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who are interested, you can go on uh, Will Rhodes' Facebook page, Will Rhodes Christian Church, and check that out. Or go to Buckland Community Church and check those out. Uh, Buckland and Will Rhodes, two churches coming together, kind of doing some uh, preacher swapping, but mm-hmm. with, with one focus of kind of bringing out what the fivefold ministry is all about. So Jesus is, yeah. Jesus is the fivefold ministry. And so also kind of something we're doing is this Facebook live stuff. Um, the five of us are taking a day of the week and going live on Facebook and just kind of have freedom to do whatever the Lord's uh, putting on our heart to do. What's your thoughts on that? How do you feel like that's going? Or do you feel like that's making any kind of difference at all? Well, I've seen some good traction there, uh, definitely on, on Facebook, just seeing people enjoy that. And, uh, you know, it's... It's like anything. It's been a, an add-in to the weekly schedule, you know. It's and just saying, all right. So with with us five, we're trying to to be right in on each other. So that's like every evening. Yeah. And anytime that it's an every evening thing, yep. it's gonna feel like things are trying to compete and push in. Um, but I just think there there's a there's a season to it, and just saying yes to it while while we're starting it and. 
I don't know, I had I'd done some short ones, but then like, you know, just the intentionality of like, all right, God talked to me. So kind of it's been an extension of Sunday morning, which when you're used to preaching every week, it's been a good resource, I think. And I I think, man, if you're if one of your giftings is like, man, I I just feel like every Christian is gifted at sharing the gospel every day. Yep. And if you're a verbal communicator of that, man, social media can be a really cool place. And uh, it's, it's just kind of reaffirmed. Uh, you want to come with something fresh. And if you're, if you're not like spending time with the Lord fresh, then you're just going to be kind of talking about stuff that you learned a while back. And it, I think I feel it yeah. when, when I'll do that. And so it's been kind of a re-challenge like, okay, Jason, if you, if you want to do this, don't just turn, you know, don't just hit live, you know, go live and not have something in your heart from me. Yeah. Uh, that if it's, if it's really going to be about him, um, then I need to have something in my heart that was from him to give away to others and, or at least come kind of the topic that you wanted to talk about, at least be vulnerable about, Hey, what's going on in my life and make that a real relational time. Like I like how yours is like the prophetic room. Like let's yeah. well, the Lord's talking and yeah. let me be a channel to what he is saying out to other people. I love that. Yeah. So, um, cool. Yeah. Did well. Yeah. I think, it, I, I think it's going well too. I think it's, uh, for a couple of us, outside of the comfort zone mm-hmm. comfort zone for sure and uh i but think it's that's not a outs- good thing. it's not outside of scott's it's not outside of scott's it's Chris not outside of chris's it's yeah. not outside of his so you and and it's I'm, not out really outside of yours is i'm it? pretty comfortable with speaking i would say that i put myself out there with the prof room thing just yeah. like this is what is expected of me now because that's what i said it was going to be right and i love that that's so good i like being stretched in that way so yeah. i'm I'm willing to go on there and just, man, if Holy Spirit doesn't show up, I look really stupid mm-hmm. standing here with nothing to say. Right. And so I, I am kind of in a place where I'm putting myself in a position of expecting Holy Spirit to show up and, and mm-hmm. say something. So you're basically um, talking about me and Ryan not being comfortable doing it. You know, it. no, okay. I wasn't going to call <laughs> Ryan out. No, I, I know you, you're in your wheelhouse too. You you talk for days too, but no, I... I know, I know Ryan's uncomfortable. I have been with a little it. uncomfortable with it. I don't know have why. You? Yeah. It's been, it's been a, di- just a different yeah. platform that I haven't for a while really used except for Sunday morning. Like, okay, we're going to put the message out there and this is how we're going to do it. If people can't come, they can still catch it. Yeah. And so that's just kind of how I've done it. And so for me, it has been a little bit like, uh, Little 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 grunting involved, yeah, yeah. and it's been a good grunt though. I would say the time thing for sure. You yeah, know, being consistent and is, watching one another's and that is tough. commenting and doing that. But there's so. something really cool about it. Really healthy. There is. I feel like you will give time to things that you believe in. Right. And so I think we are in this season of God's doing something amazing with this group of five. Mm-hmm. I want to be a part of it. Right. I'm gonna have to choose to be a part of it. Right. You know because. I think when you see a good kingdom thing, you, you, you realize that the anointing on that thing can leave anytime it wants to. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit can choose to stay or he can choose to go if it's yeah. not stewarded well. Do you want me here it's, or not? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's I am. It's really that. God yeah, already wants to be here. Yeah. He really wants to yeah. be here. He is saying, <laughs> I, w- I want to partner with you guys 
to advance the kingdom, are you interested or not? And that's yeah. not just unique to Fivefold, but just to anybody who's listening. God wants to partner with your life. Like he, he wants to leverage heaven on your behalf, like not just want something from you, but want something for you. But that does, you know, those open hands and that open lifestyle and that willingness to want him there. That's kind of where the, the key turns and the door starts to open is if you don't have want, then all you have left is duty and duty doesn't last near as long as a healthy. I want this. I see the value in it and I have tuned my heart into wanting more of God. And we're trying to do that together, you know, yeah. and, that, and that looks, that's been an adjustment of wanting it together. And I think it's been an adjustment for all of us Oh yeah, because we get, we're pre, we live in a very individualistic culture and can kind of turn on our own channels and drive our own cars and park in our own garages and just, we can just do our thing, go yeah. to work. And instead of what does real partnership and unity look like? Well, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be intentional. It's going to be stepping out of how I've normally done life. And stepping into how we want more of God together. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's rare that you see. I mean, I'll get on. I'll get on my Facebook Live, and I see every single person that we're running with and their spouse on right, there. Right. And it, there is something about that camaraderie of just you got this. You got you know, and just moving forward with people who actually want to move forward with you. I think is a really. That's right. like such a simple thing, but it's so huge. You know. So, uh, today, man, I, I shared with you a little bit that I'm really interested in talking about, uh, what, what I think is kind of a hot topic. And I don't know if it's just in, in my life in the circle that, do you get your clothes from I mean, there? You hot, know what? Hot topic. Didn't you used to shop I, there? I do sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've Remember matured. That store? I've oh, had I, some crit- Okay. I didn't buy anything from there. It really wasn't my style. I go there but. every time I'm at a mall that has one. I still Sorry. buy a good band shirt every I, once in a I, while. I thought of you when you said hot topic. I'm was... finding less and less places that carry my size, though, unfortunately. So, do you want me to look at your belly? Again? No, I'm good. I, you're you haven't not looked at my belly yet, so we're good. You haven't stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of a hot topic phrase. That I don't know if it's just in the circle that I've been in or or what, but just the the idea of vulnerability. Um, I, I hear think, it, vulnerability or authenticity. Yeah, or those, being those real. Those two kind of yeah. you know that those phrases right yeah. there when you hear them, okay, something happens in you. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, and I want to talk a little bit just from like a leadership perspective and um, from the church culture perspective of like the how important vulnerability is. Is it important? Do you think that it's, it's lacking, um, in the sheep and the shepherds, mm. <laughs> you know? Um, cause people, I have a lot of friends and I have a lot of acquaintances that, that throw that word around. Um, I think kind of loosely, yeah. for, like for me, it is important. Like I not, I don't just want people around me to be vulnerable. I want to be vulnerable. I really do. I think that like we were all kind of created with this being truthful with each I, other. I want to be known thing. Yeah. That's where I yeah. feel best yeah. about myself is yeah. when I, I feel like people know me. I that really are do me. want you to know who I am yeah. and, and what yeah. I'm thinking and how I tick. Absolutely. And, um, and so let's talk about that a little bit from, from a leadership perspective. Is that, 
I would say it's a culture thing, right? That you like have to kind of cultivate in a, in a group when you've got 50 to a hundred people yeah. that you're ministering to, to expect them to just automatically have a desire to just open up to each other is kind mm-hmm. of uh, naive a little right. bit. Um, what do you, what's your thoughts on the, the culture of vulnerability that you think is necessary? In well, a I've, I've been in, I've and been I, in, I say in a church, but we're, we're church guys. And so yeah. that's kind of like our, my language, but well, and I, I just think it's, you know, can, can you be honest with the people around you without necessarily like getting in trouble for being honest? I, I think that there's in leadership, you know, I, I like in the church, if it's a moral thing, that maybe a pastor needs to talk about before it gets to adultery, before it, you know, before it gets to this big fall. Yeah. I, I, I read those stories and I'm just like, there must not have been a healthy culture where that guy or that gal could say, gosh, I just, I feel attacked by some stuff. I feel like these old wants of, you know, my sexuality or my, my money or just this, I just, whatever, didn't necessarily have a safe place to yeah. be talked about. And I, and I think we, we have the danger in a culture right now where we know so much, we can get so much information that it's easy to just believe the newspaper clippings about one another's life without ever really having a conversation with that person that you read the newspaper article yeah, on. that's good. You know, Kavanaugh or, you know, whoever that is in the media every other week, there's somebody that's like just getting gobbled up by, you know, what, you know, that whole political thing of well, if you've done dirt, we're going to find it, we're going to use it against you. Right. That people aren't going to want to be vulnerable in yeah. that sort of a system. Yeah. And that definitely creates a culture of keep it to yourself. Yeah. Hide I mean, it, I, bury it, burn yeah. it. You know, destroy the evidence. And, but is that a growth culture? Is that a culture that's sustainable for healthy family, for healthy marriage? I I would say no. Like everybody's got some stuff, whether it's childhood, current, business, out in front of them, dreams that it takes like some vulnerability to, to get to talk about those things. And I, I like both your, your full smiles and your full cries about you, your full smiles are, they're things that you have, but they're also things that you're dreaming for. And it's like, that's vulnerable. Like to tell people like, I'm dreaming for this. So when I talk, when I think of vulnerability, I think most of the time we go towards the, the dirt, yeah. the bad thing that happened in my life. And, you know, and that is, I'm not saying that that's not vulnerable, but we need to, we need to be okay with good things being part of our vulnerability too, that we're kind of unpacking our own greatness as well. And we're not being scared about that. Like, yeah. Can you be around people that are great and feel comfortable? That's good. Yeah. A lot of times we kind of shrink a little bit because we're not as big on the inside as we would like to be. And that's okay if you're just willing to say, I would like to be bigger on the inside so that maybe my outside world could get a little stronger. So I don't know. No, that's really good. I feel like there's a there's a couple different directions that vulnerability can lead to. And I, I automatically think of like unhealthy, vulnerable places where I've, I've gone into and, um, these type of churches that promote quote unquote vulnerability. Like that's like their number one priority is that everybody's right. vulnerable. Right. And what you hear a lot of is we're just sinners saved by grace. We're only humans. And it really, um, 
Does that make sense? Like, I, I feel like there's a, I hear that a lot in those kind of cultures and the minute somebody steps in and like promotes Jesus and victory, oh, come on now. There's got to be something going on in your life. There's a limit to it. Yeah. There's a limit to victory. Yeah. Sure. And that, so I think for me, you know, I've, I've, I've been in, I've been in cultures like that where I'm sitting around in a room and, um, I, I get criticized because I don't have anything in my life that I need prayer for necessarily in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm actually there to actually minister to other people or to love on people or to just promote how amazing Jesus is. And I would get criticism for not being real enough, you right. know, or, um, all that's ever done is made me really not want to be real <laughs> with them, yeah. you know? And so I think there's, uh, that, that touches on something for me that I've always been pretty passionate about is um, the whole mindset behind pressuring vulnerability. Mm. And it's like it counteracts itself right. when you do that. It, then it becomes you're going to get a fake vulnerability if you pressure it. You're going to get what kind of however they can kind of make it, package it up to give to you, to yeah. make you happy for that whole people pleasing, you know, the, yeah. the snare of that, that when you pressure vulnerability and you make it the thing, yeah, I think there's a danger in it being, being pressured. You may not mean to, you may just be trying to say, Hey, this is important that we're vulnerable with one yeah. another. And so just, I, I would keeping in context the good vulnerability and the like, man, I'm hurting about this vulnerability. If there's a balance in that, I think there's going to be a lot lower pressure just because it's like, Hey, how's your life going? And there's not any pressure that you need to like dig something out that's bad or good. It's just a consistent culture where there's not pressure, but I'm asking because I care. Yeah. And from that, from a real and I think for me, as I was coming into this, uh, thinking, what does safety in vulnerability look like? Was was a kind of a core question when you brought that word up. Or it, if right. I'm going to be authentic, or I'm like even just say I do have a problem and I need to talk about it. I need to like figure out how to solve this. So if I can't do that on my own, what would I do? And I just I kind of. I went to an illustration in my own head. It's like, well, if my car wasn't working, would I take my car to the dentist or would I take it to a mechanic? And so I can discern that. And so maybe thinking around if I have a marriage vulnerability, well, then I need to, and I, and I want that to go well. If I'm going to open up and be vulnerable and I want my marriage to get better. Cause I need to talk about like, I'm terrible at communicating with my wife or I, she wants me to do certain things and I just don't do them. And so this isn't going well. Can somebody help us to where maybe we could correct some of this stuff and she does things that make me do that. That's why and all that stuff. So maybe a marriage counselor that had a track record that maybe helped one of your other friends in their marriage get better. All right. That sounds like a good place to then go be vulnerable in that situation yeah, about that. And, and I just use that. And I think that could apply a lot of places towards if I'm going to be vulnerable I, and I, I don't want to just be vulnerable to be vulnerable. Like yeah. that's not the point of vulnerability. 
vulnerability means there's probably something going on that needs to be addressed that needs some help. And in that, is this a place where I could get some help? And so with, with our, I think we all know our vulnerabilities pretty well, mm-hmm. but we don't think through who should I share this with? And if you're in a culture where it's like, you just have to like share everything with everybody, not everybody has help for that vulnerability. That's right. And you might want to pump the brakes and say, and look around. And this is where like a culture of honor, I think is very helpful is because if I, if I want something like Darren's family life, love Darren's family life. If I want my family to look more like Darren's family life, I need to bring honor over to Darren and say, man, you have a great family and just start to ask questions good. to say, what do you guys do in your family that it's just, it just seems like it's working well. Yeah. Um, not a lot of fights, not a lot of, like just you guys love each other and it doesn't seem to be forced. I don't, you know, that, that yeah. sort of thing. And like vulnerability, I think a lot of times is solved a lot better through, I see this deficiency in me. Let me look around and see who I don't see that deficiency in and go honor somebody and open a door with honor rather than just, here's my guts. Does anybody want to fix me? Yeah. Because this may sound bad as a pastor, but I'm just going to be honest and let you guys into a pastor's heart that, yes, we do. I Like, I love to help, but they'll, they will reach a point in every person's life that it, they may be a huge people helper. <laughs> They'll reach a point where it doesn't look like the most attractive thing to do. Another another person that needs a lot of help and help them. And I say that not from a place of like, yeah, you like look at me, Jason. You're not being a good pastor at this moment. I'm just just a person. You're just being vulnerable. I'm just being vulnerable and saying. <laughs> If you bring all of your problems to everybody, I highly doubt you're going to have very many good friendships. And we all want good friendships, but we have to steward our own hearts in such a way that we bring some of the stuff that's going on inside of us to the right places. I've I've got to believe, and we were kind of talking about scriptural reference in regards to Jesus talking about vulnerability or just the idea of vulnerability in general. I I've got to believe bro, that he was more vulnerable with the three than he was with some of the 12 or the 70 or the 25,000 that he's preaching to. I just, I, that only makes sense to me that a closer relationship looks like more vulnerability. Peter, James and John, right? Yes. What did he show those three? What was like the event in the scriptures that was like they saw? Yeah, that they experienced something that nobody else got to experience for sure. And it wasn't on the dark side, right? It was on the the great side. That's good. Yeah, it it was, and I I just think being vulnerable with your dreams with people that you trust. I I would share some of the whoever you would trust with your deepest dreams. That strikes a nerve with me. That's in a good way. That's in a good, good way. Yeah. Because and, I, I've experienced I have experienced negatives in sharing my dreams with the wrong people. Yes. And I've watched them get crushed or squashed. Mm-hmm. So that's good because you're right. We only think about vulnerability being cut my guts open and see my junk. There's 
there's secret. There's things that I, I think the Lord shares with me in secret mm-hmm. that not everybody needs to know about the good stuff even. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really, really good point. And, uh, I'm, I'm going coach Carter on you here, but the quote is not from coach Carter. It's from, you know, the, the coach in, in the basketball film, coach Carter, where he, he asks one of the players Cruz or whatever his name is. What's your deepest fear, young man? What's your deepest fear? And he keeps repeating this question. And finally, at the end of this, uh, this movie, the, the kid stands up after going through the, the lessons learned of, of growing up that year, that season, he, he said, my greatest fear is not that I'm inadequate, but that I'm powerful beyond measure. That my that my life carries something important to the world, and I'm I'm scared of that. Wow. And I think that that's what Jesus leaning into the world. I, I I think we I love the the forgiveness on the cross and the beautiful love language of that. But that was so that we could be free to become all that become all that He created us to be, which is more than just sinners now, mm-hmm. saints. Yeah. with a purpose with this ministry of reconciliation reconciliation is i'm i'm living in a glory i'm living living in a glorious relationship with god in such a way that i'm coming alive and i'm giving that away to people around me that's a bold power yeah that's good and sometimes we we want to dumb that down to raising the hand at, at the end of a church service or you know just kind of doing something cheeky Rather than, man, that is that is powerful. And to say that we're not vulnerable about the the brighter spots of who we would who we would like to be, I think the more I've worked with people, that's a better place to start than all their junk, because their junk might have been their junk will be a stepping stone. Yeah, if they'll have a vision about who they really are, and and where God wants to take them, and they'll be honest about that they'll get past their stuff and they'll be able to be vulnerable in a moving forward type of way. That's good. The, the, the vulnerability culture that I know you don't like and I don't like is just where we just stay vulnerable about stuff, but we never get freedom, yeah. never get healing. And that's, that's torture. Yeah. And I think that would be my first question. If I'm, if I'm a part of a community or stepping into a new community and they're talking about vulnerability or being real with each other, my question would be why, like, why is that an important thing in this, in this body? And the answer should be the answer that I'm looking for when I ask that question would be to bring healing right. and spiritual growth. Right. Because we've both been in situations too, where everybody's guts are hanging out and years later, same guts are hanging out right? and everybody's trying to one up each other on how bad their life has been mm. and nobody's growing. I'm a growth kind of guy. Like I want growth and I want to do things that are going to inhibit, is that the right word? Inhibit spiritual growth. And so I'm all for vulnerability when it comes to reconciliation. Like you talked about, like being restored back to the image of God. Jesus, Jesus couldn't heal a blind man if he didn't know, if if he didn't know he was blind. Mm -hmm. Like there has to be, um, when there's something in my life that I know, because ultimately it's up to me. Mm. It isn't up to Jason Getz, my spiritual growth and my uh, right. level of vulnerability or mm-hmm. the importance of that. Like you can't tell me, Darren, it's more important that you get vulnerable with me. You can't tell me that. 
Like, Again, and I think that would be a lot of times it's you got to figure out how to coach people in that. That's right. That it's not pressure. That's right. Because then it counteracts itself once again. It's like hurry up and get vulnerable. That's Darren. right. That's right. Because it's with you. It's got to be something where I have a relationship with the father before I have a relationship with you or anybody else that I'm supposed to be, quote unquote, vulnerable with. Mm-hmm. The One way that God brings healing is interactions with people. Right. <laughs> people on people interaction. Like people on people um, ministry is is how some of that stuff gets healed. God can absolutely snap his fingers and, and miraculously heal or bring restoration in an area. But he likes to use his creations. He likes to use people to do that. And so I'm all for like healthy community, healthy growth. And so if I'm going to take a step to be vulnerable myself, I'm going to expect there to be a healing process. Yeah. You know, and I would also just, I hadn't been thinking about this verse, uh, the one, but it's pretty famous for like men's ministries and discipleship type stuff as iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. And a lot of time in vulnerability, we're thinking like, well, we're not thinking we're like a sword at that point. We're thinking we're like broken. Yeah. And instead of like putting a right image on us that, Oh, he was broken on our behalf, and now he he is sharpening me yes. for purpose. And so that's where, like, the people thing and submitting yourself to God just every day. Like, God, however you need to sharpen me through the people around me, and I want to cultivate so much trust with them that the, if there is something going on that I can't see, that's another thing that I've learned in vulnerability on the whole we all have blind spots and I've heard it on this podcast and I've heard it on several, but it's, it's one of my favorite phrases just that, that being okay with starting to look in the mirror and say, I, I have blind spots. Yeah. There are things in my life that I can't see as well as other people can. That's right. And, it, but if I don't have any connection with those other people or they, they don't really think I care about what they can see that I can't then there won't be any space for those voices to say, hey, Jason, um, seems like you're too busy. You need to, when's the last date night you had? When, how's, how's Little and Jacqueline doing? Yeah. Well, how are you leaning into their life? And if I don't have, if I don't allow for, people might say that to me, but I, I can still have a an allowance or a non-allowance of that advice in a, spot that maybe I'm so close to it I just can't even see it yeah and because that's the nature of a blind spot coming up behind you on a car like it's not that they're way far away or right beside you they're in a spot that they're close enough to where it could do some damage yeah that's good if you didn't take some advice from somebody else to say oh that per that person in the passenger seat that could see it yeah yeah that's good no I um this was just kind of coming to me as you were talking I feel like there's somebody out there that struggles with um, having close relationships with people because of the lack of vulnerability. And if you've got somebody in your life or in your church congregation that is not opening up what you deem to be the, the dirt that needs to be cleansed, let's start with something. And that whole iron sharpens iron thing, I think that gets misused a lot. People will use their words in a harsh way and cut you and dice you up. And then they'll say, iron sharpens iron, bro. Yeah. And that's not what it means at all. Right. So if if a person's not opening up to you about some hurt and some pain going on in their life, 
how about you sharpen them by giving them a word of encouragement? Right. Like build them up, jack encourage them, up. them yep. jack them up and, and see if they're not going to open themselves up a little more to you because you have the guts to, to give that positive word and that look for the gold, man. It might take work on our end, you know, but look for the golden people and pull that out if you're not getting, because yes, we, we can all discern things in people's lives. And, and in that, when, when you just discern something in somebody else's life and they're maybe not ready to like talk about it, that's, that's where I was trying to, you know, kind of talk around in the whole message that I just did this last weekend about, you know, get your jack out. So you see somebody has a flat tire on the side of the road and they're just standing there and you yeah. pull up, Hey, do you have any help? Nope. Do you have a jack? Nope. All right. I, I could help you with that. Like I could get out and we could fix this problem. Most of the time we can look at somebody else's life and not in a judgmental way. We can see like, Hey, there's a flat tire there. Yeah. There's like, he's not paying attention to this. She's not paying attention to this. Their sexuality is like all over the place or that like they're drinking or, you know, or just, man, you're just so closed off. Do you say four words or like what, what's going on? And instead of like going right after that, like you said, start to encourage them. Like, yeah. especially if they're in your circle and they're, like there's there, you have some responsibility towards their life relationally, man, start to really invest. And I think that's a, a great way to pray through your contacts in your phone and be like, Hey, uh, just go, go just f- flip through there and say, God, who, who needs, who doesn't have anybody like that? I'm willing to be vulnerable. And some of the, my best relationships have come from just me being intentional towards, Hey, what, what are the people around me need? Yeah. And how, I don't know that I have the solutions, but maybe it's just, they need somebody mm-hmm. before they need some advice before they need a tire fix. They need somebody that cares and just start to show up in people's lives. And then you get back what you give. Yeah. Then people just kind of show up in your life and they're not wanting something from you. They're wanting That's something good. for you. And, but you got to lead with that. And if everybody led with that, we'd have a culture that was built around that. Well, we're, I think we're selfish enough sometimes that we think that what we see in their life is the the main priority that needs, you know, mm-hmm. when in fact it could be like, okay, you're not willing to tell me what I think you need. You tell me what you need. You tell me what you want. Like, I'm, if we go into this relationship with a, a motive of I'm going to dig until I get to what I think is most important, we're going to probably do the cutting thing. We're going to be, oh, man. end up wounding them more than just you know what? I can see that you're not interested right now in opening up this area that I glaringly see in your life. What do you, what do you want? Yep. I think I shared it the last time too. It's just like, this is going for the dream in their life more so than because most people can define, define their own weeds. They may have a couple of them that they they don't think are a weed that they need some help with. But for the large majority people are like, no, I don't need that in my life. I don't need that in my life. I don't need that in my life. But it's really like, it's a personal culture thing of like not being loved. And so they, they're going over to these other things mm-hmm. that aren't people. They're just, they're, they're a thing that's hurting them. And the more so we can extend just our personal being to one another. Sorry, I'm touching the table too much. Um, I don't know. I, no, I just good. think the going for, like you other people have said the gold in one another, these things are going to come up and don't get freaked out when, if you're really going for something's got put, put in your heart and things start to raise out of there that are getting 
flushed out that really only on the journey towards God's dream for your life, God's purpose for your life, can those things get flushed out. And otherwise, you're just going to sit in them and you're not ever going to process through them. There was there was two systems that that we did. We felt like Jesus kind of warned against that I this was kind of a cool verse and we've probably heard it. You need to go listen to Bill Johnson's message on it because he's really good at talking about this. The uh, Mark eight fourteen through 15, Jesus cautioned them saying, watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. So we've got dough and then we put a little bit of leaven in and it makes this dough rise. And he's talking about the leaven of the Pharisees was this whole thing of just don't. Just stay away from stuff. Just don't, don't, don't. We're going to make enough rules that if you just don't do these things, then you're good. That's not an, a vulnerable culture. You know, as far as just, this not is a general, a healthy one. this yeah. is a general warning from Jesus. And then the other one is beware of the, the leaven of Herod to where it's like this political power struggle moving forward. And in that they hide, they hide the things that are really going on behind the scenes that probably hide their own like real personal joys and their own personal pain because that's vulnerable and that could get used against you. So when, when we started talking about that, I just thought we get some general warnings from Jesus on a, like that's a broad warning there. Like that, that's a system. That's a religious system that is just trying to know you to death. Like, no, don't do that. Or there's a system over here that just says, well, just don't tell anybody about it. Yeah. Neither of those work. The kingdom is a balance between the two of them. Yes, there are going to be some things that you need to say no to in order for the big yeses of God to stay alive in your life. Okay. And I don't know. I just, I like that when we started thinking about it, of putting that into perspective of which world are you living in? Yeah. Are you living in a world where you think God is just, you have to no, 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 no. Like all life is basically off limits to have a relationship with God. Well, that's not true. Or bury it, don't ever show your sin, don't then then you'll be able to have some friends, but it's gonna be so superficial. That's not it either. That's right. Yeah, and I think that if you don't have someone that you can share your yeses with, mm. you're probably not gonna share your no's with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like who <laughs> who only wants to have friends that they can cut their guts open to? They also want to be able to share both. And it, I think I think Jesus is Obviously, we would both agree that Jesus is the ultimate. We can go to him with either one. He encourages right, that. Right, he wants right. that. But we're talking about like people, relationships, and healthy community. And I just think... Um, well, I'll, I'll say a little bit on that. On that, Just from yeah. this weekend, of right inside of Jesus' main rule, his platinum rule, not the golden one, the platinum rule, yeah. love one another as I have loved you, there's this... He ties our growth into he ties his kingdom expanding moving forward being known as his followers he ties it into this this one another phrase this it's not an individual sport i i want a family not a bunch of individuals i want people to have be looking out for the other interests and then the apostles building out this this whole theological concept of what the Christian faith looks like, what looks like a lot of loving one another, honoring one another, tolerating one another, serving one another. There's a hundred one another's in the New Testament that really shape the the main theological concept of what Jesus wanted to release to the planet was a lot of 
loving one another. That's good. And we need that. But, and I narrowed it down like to the, there's a third of the one another's are unity based, like do that, like forgive one another for the greater unity. Like the, so that right. makes sense. Yeah. And then it's like, love one another. Well, that's, we've heard a lot about love and that's, that's good. And I'm not downplaying that, but I think neither of those happen without the third percentage of all the one another's be humble. Wow. You're not going to do very well loving pridefully. It's actually an oxymoron. Yes. And to build unity without humility, well, that's just going to be what Jason likes. It's not necessary. It's not going to be greater unity because it's mostly going to be based off of my personal vision to where how I see this right. thing going. Yep. So that that won't unity or love won't work without humility. It's good. And that's vulnerability. And so to try and navigate doing vulnerability well. You're actually right on the cusp of like maybe one of the most important things in life of, am I really humble or do I use kind of the, do I mask myself as being humble and it's just kind of, it's just another mask to really be humble and to ask yourself that, to ask God that, to ask some of your close friends. Cause if I'm not like, I'm going to be missing a lot of potential life, right? Unity and love, if you can't have those without humility at an authentic level. Yeah. I don't know. That, it it sparked no, that's something good. to me to think about. That's and good. Yeah. And I think, I mean, humility is simply putting others above yourself. I would, that's a simple definition of sure. it. Sure. So if we're talking about vulnerability, is it, is this going to put others ahead of myself by me saying this or doing this right now? Yeah that would prevent a lot of unnecessary junk being spilled mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. If, if I cut myself open right now and, and do this in this room, is it going to build everybody else up above right. myself? It may not. And that may be something that you got to take straight to the father and deal with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that's good. I, I do think it's important for, for communities and churches to have healthy leaders that have this understood. You know, and the desire a healthy and if you've, culture if, of vulnerability. If you've tried, there's basically two approaches. I'm going to try real hard, and that's a, that's an approach. That's like a Christian approach. So sure. there's, a, there's some striving language in the Scripture for, like, go for God, fast, yeah. pray. Yeah. Run the race. You know, run yeah. the race. You know, there's yeah. a lot of striving language, so don't knock that, but there's also a lot of resting language, too. So if in an area of vulnerability in your life, you've been trying it, striving, like yeah. trying to fix it, fix it, fix it. I'm not, I'm not an alcoholic, or I'm trying to figure this thing out. Maybe you need to rest in that area. Yeah. And if that hasn't been working yeah, or it's because it, it's really two approaches. Yeah, so you good. need to rest back into your identity and to like go at this a little slower or is man, no, this is something I got to fight for. I got to set a budget. I got to get free in my finances. Like it's not going to go away. I can't keep shopping at the quick shop. I got it. Like I, and either one kind of starts with you Yeah, as the leader, you know, like I, whether it's your home, whether it's your family, whether it's your church. If you want something, you're probably going to be to have to be the one you're to start be responsible. This thing. Yeah. Yep. So if you want vulnerability, chances are you're going to have to be vulnerable mm-hmm. in whichever way you feel like the Lord's calling you to be vulnerable. And in that, you do have permission to pick a safe place for your vulnerability yeah. that you think is a wise choice to be vulnerable. But a wise choice is to be vulnerable. Yeah. Somewhere with someone. That's good. And go for that. Figure out what that looks like for you. And Good, good testimonies have come out of that. That's good. 
a lot. That's good. Well, that was good, man. I appreciate you fun. Uh, yeah. saving me today. I would have had to do this solo. I'm glad that I got to come. God fun. knows I can't sit here and talk to myself. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I do that all day long in my vehicle. Talk to myself. Hey, you mind uh, you mind closes out in prayer, man? I will. Go for it. Lord God, thank you for this day. Thank you for the people that are listening to this and the people behind the scenes that help with this ministry. We just ask that uh, this talk today uh, would encourage and maybe give some equipment to take some next steps towards um, some beautiful dreams that are living inside of some of your kids listening that they need to be talked about. They need some to get some oxygen. They need to get breathed life into through vulnerability and some some darker areas in our lives that it's like I've never told anybody about this and it just seems like a ghost in my closet and it's haunting me and I, I need somebody safe to just get this off of my chest. And so for for both of, and, and everything in between that, that wide gamut of the smiles and cries of our hearts, um, would you just continue to build your Jesus culture, God? Would you just continue to build a place where people can be authentic, but also grow and change and not be authentic about the same pain for all of their life. That's, that's not you. And so we just ask for you to birth freedom and to birth truth into some of those areas where, where we need greater freedom and we need greater truth to where you can move us forward. So thank you for those that listen. And I, I know you're going to bless them, God, as we're vulnerable in a safe place with you. You do great things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Guys, don't forget how amazing you are, how special you are, how loved you are by God and by even by me. I may or may not know who you are, but I promise you I love you. And uh, reach out to us at thekingdombringers at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe, and share this episode. If it's a blessing to you, why would you not share it? Send a question in this week. Send Gotta a question in. in this week. We want to have a Q&A. Next week, we're just going to do it. We got a couple questions. We'd like to have more. So send us a question, any question, to thekingdombringers at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, be blessed.